Hi, and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and I have been through my own ups and downs with sobriety. And if you're listening to this, then you have taken the first step to making a change in your life and finding a community to help you through it. Now, let's start this journey together. What's up, fam, and happy Wednesday. I hope that you had a good weekend and that you enjoyed hearing Mr. Leaf last week. Um, He really is an amazing person, and I love his story. If you haven't had a chance yet, go and listen to his podcast, Bust, a Ryan Leaf story. You can hear it on Spotify and iHeartRadio. I know that for sure. I, you know, guys, I'm going to be honest. I have been worn out lately and my depression has been so insanely bad man I wasn't sure what I was gonna have to talk about today and I knew I wanted to talk about resentments because resentments um cause a lot of pain and anguish and um I am thankful for my meetings the past couple of weeks because they've helped me to work past my resentments um they've helped me to deal with a couple of different situations that I've been frustrated with lately. I was listening to a YouTuber whose name is Savannah. She lives in New Orleans. She just had a podcast on, you know, there being purpose in the pain. And I absolutely loved it because it helped me to remember why I'm doing this podcast and why I'm reaching out to everyone. What's important to me, you guys, is that I'm completely honest with you. Throughout my life, I've been told that I can't speak on certain things or I can't say certain things or, you know, I've been gaslighted into not talking about certain topics or not talking about certain people. There gets to be a point where at at some point we have to be able to talk about things. Being able to speak our truth is one of the most empowering things that we can do. And you know, it's not always about us when we do it, right? It's about Telling someone else, hey, I've been through this, you can get through it too. And so being told that I can't speak my truth or speak a truth is probably one of the most difficult things for me because I want you guys to always know where I'm at in my life and who I am, what I'm up to. Because if I'm not honest, there's not going to be a newcomer that this is going to help. I'm going to tell you right now that In sobriety, there are things that are just as difficult as they are in your using days. The thing here is, is that we have the tools to fix them if we have the capacity to be honest with ourselves. I truly believe that AA is one of the best programs because it teaches us rigorous honesty. A lot of people don't want to look inward at themselves And I'm probably one of those people, you know, who wants to look at themselves and go, I'm a shitbag or God, that was a stupid decision or shouldn't have trusted that person who really wants to look back cringe when they think of things. And we're all here, right? We're all at the game changer point. There's a couple of things that we need to do to keep our sobriety intact. And I will be honest with you guys, the past couple of months, I have not mentally been doing well. 
we don't hear about mental health well enough in sobriety or even related to addiction, but I have really bad depression. I have very low self-esteem, very low self-worth, um, and some days are harder than others. This past Monday, oh God, yesterday, the <laughs> past Monday, um, it was really hard. It was all I could do to get out of bed. And I showered and I was proud of myself for showering. So, you know, there's there's days in sobriety where we do have a hard time and we do struggle. There's going to be situations that we find ourselves in that if we're not careful, um, not only are we going to end up hurting ourselves but hurting others. So my depression has just been out of control. And I had someone say to me a couple of months ago, you know, to take a really hard look at myself. And I did. I took a really hard look at myself. I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't imagine that the pain that I felt then was going to put me in the position later to say, yeah, I made a mistake, but I made a mistake, but I'm stronger for it. I don't have any excuses for it. I don't have any reasoning for it. I just screwed up. But I realized when I looked back at myself that I created my own resentments because I was in this environment. I was so sad and lonely and not feeling well that I allowed myself to get into a situation where I felt so good about myself. It was like drinking all the time. It was like being on drugs or drinking. I mean, it was so fantastic. And do you remember me talking about a couple of weeks ago, um, toxic positivity? And that's exactly what it was like. There was never any problems. Everything was always really good or great or fantastic. And I just kept ignoring. I kept ignoring the red flags. And I had these huge rose colored glasses on. I'm like talking bigger than Elton John rose-colored glasses. I mean, I wanted so badly to be not somebody that I wasn't, but I wanted back my 20s and my early 30s, what was taken from me. It's not that I'm not allowed to mourn for myself. I have dealt with cancer. I have horrible thyroid issues because I don't have one. I have been assaulted. I have, I mean, there's so many things that were taken from me. And so I felt like, you know, being a part of this lifestyle that I was going to relive those glory days. And I didn't realize that I was putting expectations not only on myself, but on other people. And there's a few things in life that you can control. Other people's reactions, the way they treat you, and how an event will turn out are not among them. (laughs) Yet it's human nature to go into things with ideas on how they will turn out. Sometimes we can manifest or be fixated on the outcome that we want. And just like when we were kids and we would get upset about not getting a sucker or a bag of candy, you know, the cute boy passed on us or we didn't get picked for dodgeball. When those things happened, We would sit there jealous and envious. That follows us into adult life. You know, alcohol is not the problem. Our 
lifestyle, our trauma, our decisions, those are the problem. You know, no longer is it just a cute little temper tantrum. Now your expectations are affecting your happiness. I definitely have learned the hard way that my expectations were causing my unnecessary anxiety. I fell into love hard because I had a false sense of what love was. At 16, I put my trust into someone much older than me. I ended up being hurt really badly. Put in a position where I sought love and affection from older men. I had a warped sense of love and understanding to the point where one day um, I would meet a man much older than me. He told me that he was divorced. I believed him, you know, and I knew full well probably that he was married, but the way he talked to me and the way he made me a priority, it was so hard to believe that he actually was married. I mean, he was good and I wanted so badly to be loved, so badly to be respected after my marriage fell apart that I actually had those rose-colored glasses on again, you know? I really believed that he loved me. So when all of a sudden he didn't, it broke my heart. I really, <laughs> I really didn't know what to do with myself at that point. Um, that would have been my third serious relationship where I had just been completely screwed over. It's because I had those expectations, you guys. You know, I, <laughs> I have serious conversations and went full force into them thinking that the person was giving me what I was giving them. Let me tell you what, it, <laughs> you can't expect people to be you. You can't expect people to give you what you give them. You just can't because that's when those resentments are going to come in, you guys. If you expect everybody to treat you the way you treat them, you are going to be let down. You are going to have those resentments. Now, I know as a female that I'm going to hear, well, how did you not know he was married? Trust me, when someone wants something or wants to be something or do something, they are very, very good about making sure that all their tracks are covered. And the reason I've never spoke about it is because I was ashamed, you guys. I had guilt. I had shame because I was the other woman. This wasn't the first time. This would be the second time I was the other woman. And God dang it, you guys, if I don't have the most trusting heart. It's just stupid. Really? <laughs> He is. And up until a couple of months ago, like, I trusted everything everybody told me. You know, I would give people second and third chances. I still would forgive people for the way they treated me, have no respect for myself and what I deserved. And a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys about a TikTok that I saw where a guy said that you need to start demanding respect of yourself and then other people will give you that same respect. I truly believe that. I, you know, I think that's made a huge difference in my life the past couple of weeks because it's definitely changed who I am and what I believe and who I want in my life. If you can't be with, with someone or if you can't be in someone's life that doesn't respect you or you don't respect yourself enough to make them respect you, then that's not a good f place for you to be. It will cause those resentments. It will cause issues. You need to be able to have rigorous honesty. You need to be able to really, really look at things and say, 
something about this does not feel right and take off the goddamn rose-colored glasses and the toxic positivity and the gaslighting and go, holy shit, what am I doing? Honestly, you guys, I think had I done that from the beginning, I'm always afraid of hurting people's feelings or being a disappointment, not having somebody like me that I do the stupidest shit, change who I am, not... Yeah, change who I am, if we're being honest. Change who I am because I want to be a part of that person's life so much that I kind of allow them to dictate who I am. Looking back on a lot of friendships, looking back on a lot of relationships, like, goddamn, what a waste of time. <laughs> but at the same time, like, they made me who I am. You know, there's there's joy in the pain. There, There really is. I was on a live last night, a TikTok live, um, a gal named Brittany. Um, she was at an Ohio um, recovery center. Somebody had piped up in the chat and said, how do you quit thinking about your past? And you don't. You don't quit thinking about your past. Your past. There are times where I will actually think about my past and go, ooh. <laughs> and then there's other times where I'm really thankful that drugs fried my brain because there are certain things that I don't want to remember. But you don't. You move past it. And that's why I am so thankful for this program, you guys. I'm so thankful for AA or any recovery program that you're in. I um, Not everybody goes to AA. Not everybody goes to rehab. Um, and so I've been learning a lot more about not only different ways of recovery, but different ways to set boundaries myself and be honest with myself. I really think that the comment made to me a couple of months ago that I was lying about more than what I was saying. Not being honest with myself. And so when I wasn't honest with myself, I wasn't honest with my friends. I wasn't honest with people in my life. I really thought, um, man, you guys, I really thought that was the end, you know. And I sat in it and I stewed in it for a long time. Let that self-pity sit in me. And then one day I just decided that I'm done. I'm done having self-pity. I'm done being sad about it. I am going to start respecting myself. It's really important that we be honest. Be honest with ourselves and not only ourselves, our sponsor. I think if I would have been honest with my sponsor from the very beginning that she would have pointed out every red flag that I was definitely seeing. She would have probably, you know, told me to be cautious and told me to be careful because I allowed myself to be put in a position of where I trusted everybody. I ended up being the one getting hurt. Now I can sit here and say to you in all honesty that I definitely want you to know that when you screw up and you are going to screw up, you're going to screw up in sobriety. Okay, you need to take that inventory immediately. You need to look at your part and you need to see where you went wrong. I know that's really, really tough to hear, but I'm really glad that I was able to look at myself and go, holy shit, this is where I should have seen something. This is where I should have seen something. And that's where that rigorous honesty comes in. If we know that there is something going on. We just allow ourselves to be consumed in social media and positivity, kind of blocking out the world around us. We are not living in reality, you guys. I I hate to tell you, but 
reality is not social media, not what we see on TV. Reality is what we deal with in everyday life. It's health, it's mental health, it's raising kids, it's having a family, it's having a job that you're responsible to. The one thing that I don't think is discussed enough in AA is emotional sobriety. And that's one thing that we are going to do an entire episode on is basically being a grown-up in our sobri- in our sobriety. Sorry about that. And, you know, in order to have emotional sobriety, we have to have healthy boundaries. And healthy boundaries comes back to that source of self-respect. For me, because of the pandemic and because of social media, I had kind of forgotten about my physical boundaries and thought since, you know, I was behind a keyboard that everything was safe. And the reality is, is that even behind a keyboard, not everything is safe. Not everybody is safe. And so physical boundaries can also be related to, you know, social media. I normally do not form relationships with males based on my past traumatic history I am not comfortable one-on-one with males. I am not comfortable being alone with males. Um, even my best friend's husband. Love him to death. And he's probably one of the kindest, most sweetest people I've ever met in my entire life. But I won't be left alone with him because I am a small female and I am afraid of being overpowered. So for that, you know, that is a huge, huge boundary for me. Um, but the other kind of boundary we need to discuss is having the you know, the emotional boundary, the intellectual boundary, and that's that respect. What you're not going to allow in your life. You know, I have a couple of friends, my friend Kelly and my friend Danielle and my friend Teresa lately. And the three of us, when we discuss things, we're not all in the same group together, but we are way honest about our emotional state. Kelly is phenomenal with speaking boundaries. She is just, man, I have taken some cues from her. And I really love it when she talks to me about her emotional boundaries. Like the entire, basically, month of November, December, um, she doesn't like Christmas and holidays because it's actually a very traumatic time for her. So while everybody's enjoying Christmas and Thanksgiving and families, she actually has a really hard time with it. Um, Myself and Teresa, we both deal with depression and um, I have a chronic illness. So we are honest with each other during the day like, dude, I'm not feeling it today or my depression is bad. We set those boundaries with each other so that we know how much we are able to take and give. And those are honest, healthy relationships. Setting those boundaries with my friends allows me to feel respected and give respect. And those are some of the strongest relationships that I have. Because there is this, not a demand, but an expectation of respect. And maybe that's with being older. Maybe that's with being in our 40s and we're just kind of over the high school drama. And like we want to get right to like the meat and potatoes. But, you know, it's that way with my best friend, too. You know, she she doesn't enable me, but she's a little bit softer with me. She's not, you know, as blunt or, you know, says, hey, look at it this way. She's definitely the more gentle of us, two, And so I appreciate that. Um, she's also very respectful of my boundaries. Um, when I tell her that I need time or I need a day to be quiet. It, I hate it because I'm used to people-pleasing. 
I'm used to, um, you know, giving people what they want or what they need. But lately, my sobriety has to come first because my wants and my needs are to stay sober. I don't think had I really been honest with myself the past couple of months, I would have relapsed. I'm telling you, like, when I tell you that my mental health has been poor, I have been so close to relapse, it's not even funny. And not even picking up the bottle. Um, truly, it's all in our heads. That's where we relapse first. The behaviors, the excuses, the self-pity. And if we allow those things to continue, those are the things that are going to force us into a relapse if we are not honest with ourselves. So setting those boundaries, setting that respect is a way that we can keep ourselves sober and focused. Another one that I have for myself is mental boundaries. This comes into play more or less with a spouse because we do have those hard-hitting talks. We do have those instances where we need to discuss incidents or things around our marriage that are affected by my previous relationships and there are times where I need to tell him stop I need a break or the other day I don't remember what we were discussing oh we were looking at the calendar talking about Disney World and his mind goes someplace completely different than mine and so I finally stopped and I was like I need to take a deep breath and I took a large deep breath because in that moment I was starting to feel very overwhelmed and if I continue to feel overwhelmed I'm going to get defensive and so being able to take that mental boundary that mental break and say listen I need to take a break is something that I actually have not been very good at and lately it's been getting a lot better I actually had a friend um, call me ma'am last week and I had to text him my friend Melissa's husband he and I are working on some designs and shirts and a couple of other things together and he called me ma'am and oh my lord you guys that triggered me literally the word ma'am like not hearing it but seeing it text out because that is one type of isolation and control my ex used to use was saying ma'am uh, because he knew that it would get to me so when Rodney said it I was like oh my god and it really bothered me and so I told him what was going on and he's like thank you so much for speaking your truth and telling me how to treat you and I think that was probably the first instance in in my life that I've said this is what I need from you when we communicate and I felt really good about it and here I am 41 years old and I'm finally learning how to speak my truth and speak my mind and nothing's gonna stop me <laughs> nothing's gonna slow me down that's not true I'm sure anxiety and fear will definitely slow me down but having boundaries is a way to keep yourself in that self-respect zone you know I've heard it called the platinum rule the golden rule is treat others how you want to be treated well that time is said and done From now on it's the platinum rule you know treat yourself how you expect others to treat you and I think that will help a lot with the expectations. It will help a lot with the resentments. I am not going to say I don't have resentments. I still have a few. A few hurts and hangups that I'm working through from like probably four or five years ago to be completely honest. But whenever I think about them, they just infuriate me. So to talk about that person or give that person even like the thought or a moment of my time is so... So frustrating, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, 
but those are things that can continue to build up if we don't address them. So um, it's really important that we continue to set those boundaries, you guys. And you are going to make mistakes. Don't don't think that you're not going to. Mistakes are better than drinking. Mistakes are better than staying in the using. Mistakes are better than your last drunk. I promise you, as difficult as sobriety can be sometimes, it truly is a very beautiful, joyous thing. I am going to be honest. There are a lot of times that I do mourn for an old life. I do mourn for individuality, freedom, singleism, being single, living in New York City, um, working in sports. But the reality is that because of my past, I am where I am. And you guys, this is such a beautiful life. This is the life that God intended me to have. I have been blessed. I am working in sports now. I work in baseball in a subsidiary newspaper for my hometown sports team. I also am speaking to people and working my 12-step, carrying the message to the next alcoholic that still suffers. I am using my pain to tell you guys my experience, strength, and hope. To be completely honest, there's nowhere else I would rather be. I am 41 years old, but in my mind, what's left of it, I am very young and I still have tons of goals for myself. I still manifest big dreams and I'm not going to stop until I get there and you shouldn't either. All these things that come up against us in our sobriety are tools that are going to help us grow and get better. And they're also tools that we're going to be able to use to help the newcomer. You don't want to put rose-colored glasses on a newcomer. You don't want to shield them from pain. What you want to do is you want to give them the tools to work with. And there are so many aspects of growth in recovery and one that I have recently been hitting hard for myself is emotional sobriety. So that is going to be our next topic because... Just because we put the plug in the jug, just because we do the steps, just because we show up at meetings and we do the service work does not mean we are emotionally mature. Setting boundaries, having that self-respect, that is all good stuff. But we also have to be mature enough in our sobriety to handle those situations and give ourselves respect. Those are the things we're going to be talking about next. And I have some amazing guests coming up you guys just oh I cannot wait for you to meet these people I have a gentleman by the name of Alex who was recently on a Netflix show called Blown Away and I am so excited and Brittany Jade she is going to be here she is a TikTok person who I ended up following during the pandemic and I was so enamored by her story you guys oh my god her story is so cool like She's actually been kicked out of, um, she's been banned from NFL stadiums across the country. Like, she can't go to NFL games. I mean, not that that's a big deal because she's a Green Bay Packers fan, but <laughs> like her story is so awesome. Um, I also have a couple of friends from the sobriety community that I have hooked up with in Instagram, I've been learning, like I said, a lot about different forms of recovery, ways of recovery. And that's the one thing I want for you guys is to know the way you're recovering isn't wrong. 
there are just going to be things that you can do to enhance your sobriety, your boundaries, your respect, your steps, your resentments, your apologies. All of these things are basically the same, but there are so many different ways of looking at recovery and sobriety. I want you to have all the tools and all the knowledge. So until next time, guys, I hope that you have an awesome weekend. I will definitely see you next week. I will put up a blurb for Christmas. I'm probably going to take two weeks off and then we will come back and hit hard. So I really hope that you have a great weekend and a great week next week. And I will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye, fam. Thank you for joining us on a Sober Girls podcast where we get together to talk about each other's experience, strength, and hope. I hope that today's episode was something that you needed to hear today, something that you can carry with you. I really look forward to our time together. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at a Sober Girls Pod. Also, you can check us out on Twitter at a Sober Girls Pod and our website at a Sober Girls Podcast. Till next time, be well, fam. <laughs>